welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number nine of the Go For Two podcast. I am your host, Jackson Wallace, and I got my buddy here, Lucas, with me. How you doing, Lucas? Fantastic. It was a great weekend for the Titans. Ah, uh, yes. Almost, almost perfect. Almost. We were so close. Joe Flacco almost came through for me, but, you know, sad days. On Miller, roughing the passer, give him the free yard, kick field goal. Win the game. Depression. Garner Minshew goes 2-0. and I actually think it's 2-1. Because he started the second game, I think. He, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Like he. I actually don't know. I think, I think he started he played, the second game. I thought he just played part of the... Okay, he played part of the first game, lost it, and then played the second game, won. Or lost. Yeah. So he's 2-1? and 2-1, and one, yeah. I didn't think he played all three games. I'm upset. He's played all three games, my friend. Now, I'm, now I'm happy that you're excited and that we have something to celebrate this, this week. Um... I've been over here kind of crying in a corner a little bit, Lucas, after the loss Sunday night. We'll get we'll, we'll get into it. I don't have a how about them Cowboys scream for you guys this week. I can say how about that defense, though. Yeah, congratulations. You held Teddy Bridgewater to four field goals. The four field goals, baby. <laughs> four field goals. He should have had like four, three touchdowns at least. Our defense held. Oh, God, you're, you're getting me started on the subject, Lucas. Well, I mean, you know, that's the first subject. That's that's how we're starting off the show today. Oh, you're, um, you're being that cruel big, to me off the rip? No, it, it ain't that, man. It's just big stuff, you know. I've, we gotta we got to start off with a bang. And so, okay, that's fine. And here's here's the big deal, Jack. We'll get it over right? with. The Cowboys offense mm-hmm. doll. Uh, and it's, like, just lackluster. That is saying offense. it nicely. I need to. I need you to tell me. Tell me what happened, brother. Okay, here I'll tell you what happened. Um, number one, for whatever reason, Zeke decided to skip this game. I don't think that was actually him. I think that was like his clone from another universe or something. Because it definitely wasn't Zeke. He averaged one point eight yards a carry. Okay, one point eight yards a carry. We could throw a high school football, a high school halfback in there, and he's going to get at least two behind the Cowboys' offensive line. And he got 1.8. Are you kidding me? Oh, 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 and a fumble, a key fumble on a fourth and one. I was so happy when we went for our fourth and one. I said, finally, Jason Garrett has some testicles. Let's go. But no, no. We Of course we get on fourth and one. Zeke gets, th- Zeke gets at least two yards on the fourth and one. I'm like, okay, here we go. And he fumbled the ball. Fumbled the ball. Back, by the way, they went back through, okay, on the replay and said, oh, yeah, he didn't fumble it. Well, that just stalled our drive. You know, we, we got up and going, and, and we're ready to go. Here we go. We're getting in a groove. We're about to get in their red zone. Okay, we're feeling it. Yeah, 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 yeah. No. Fumble. May I say, preceding that fumble, we had someone fumble that I don't think I have ever seen fumble in a Cowboys game. Jason Witten, the vet, the goat, fumble, third and ten. Dak Prescott drops back, beautiful pass right over the middle to Witten, who runs a nice little post. Beautiful, I've seen him do it a million times. I actually saw him do it one time against Philly in December in the rain, and he 
ran through. He even got hit. The, his helmet got ripped off from his body. And he took it all the way to the house. 60 extra yards. But on this time, for whatever reason, I don't know who the corner was. Someone came from behind him and just poked that ball out. I was so upset. We converted a nice third and 10. We're getting a drive going. Here we go. Hoopla. Hero. Back go. You know. Uh, and it was just stalled. That happened to us twice. Not to mention, we had two. Not one. Two. Dose. Pass interference calls on Amari Cooper. Offensive pass interference calls on key third downs. So many times, Lucas, we're driving the ball down. Now, now that we're granted, granted to the New Orleans defense, okay, they did incredible in stopping uh, us from the beginning. Okay, we had a couple, we had several three and outs, right? It wasn't pretty. All right, we couldn't get anything going on the run game. But as soon as we did get something going, it's a holding call. It's an offensive pass interference. It's a fumble. You know, it's a mismanaged play clock, mismanaged clock management. We just couldn't get in a rhythm. Plain and simple. Just could not get in a rhythm all game long. So you think you bit yourselves? Because I've heard... Uh, I think it's a little bit of both. I've always heard like a saying is that, especially for the first half of the season, first quarter of the season, mm-hmm. um, teams don't win games, team lo- teams lose games. Yeah. yeah. So like... It, you think the Cowboys beat the Cowboys? Or you think the Saints beat the Cowboys? You know, the Saints are an incredible football team. And they showed their resolve even without even without Drew Brees. They're winning games, and they're beating good teams. They they went, they went beat Seattle last week, went into their house mm-hmm. and beat them. And they came home for a homestand, and we just got outcoached. We definitely got outcoached. Sean Payton's an incredible play caller, an incredible coach. Right? Okay. He made his adjustments, and it worked. Yes, he had to do it with four field goals, but he got the job done. When it counted at the end, right, they converted, I think it was two or three third downs in a row to take an extra three minutes off the clock. We get the ball back with no timeouts, about a minute and a half left, and we get sacked immediately. Then we're back at the two-yard line. Then Tyron Smith, ooh, I had a scare with Tyron Smith. Lucas, ooh, bro. We get the ball back a minute and a half, okay? Dak Prescott drops back, has plenty of time, okay? Dumps off the ball, right? Or just like he's, he gets rushed, so he just you know throws it away, basically. But as he's throwing it away, he gets hit. And when he gets hit, he rolls back into Tyron Smith's ankle. And I see that ankle on the replay just kind of like – it looked like it snapped or like twisted or something. And I'm thinking, oh, no. We start the season 3-0. and And we're going to lose our starting left tackle. The most important offensive lineman. And this is what it's going to say in the history books. Woulda, coulda, shoulda. <laughs> you know, like, the, the, oh, I was so upset. But turns out he just had a little update for Tyron Smith, by the way, as I continue to go on my tangent. Uh, not a normal high ankle sprain. He's going to miss next week against Green Bay, but he should be back the week after. You know, best case scenario possible for us. So that is good because we don't have any other experience <laughs> at left tackle at all. So, um, Welcome to the club. Welcome to the club, man. Hey, how's it going? Make room. The Make O-line room. show continues. Dude. Okay. But to answer your question, I think we got – we just couldn't get started. We kept beating – I think, yeah, we did beat ourselves. Ultimately, I think we did. But I don't want to take anything away from the Saints game plan, from the Saints coaching, 
from their defense because they came out to play and and uh, Lattimore shut down Cooper. He shut him down, man. And when you take away Cooper and you're taking away the running game and we can't do any play actions or bootlegs or any kind of trickery and our motion starts to kind of go away and we panic and we start playing vanilla, if they forced us to play old cowboy football instead of how we played the first three weeks. And, I mean, that's just superior coaching, you know. I Yeah, Dak didn't look great, but, I mean, he didn't – he himself didn't lose us the game. Right. So so I didn't get to watch the game, but I've listened to multiple shows, and I've listened to you yeah. talk about it and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so it seems to me Zeke got shut down, right? The run game yes, got shut down. he did. And so Bad. and so then it's all on it's all on Dak, right? Right. So you had over a minute for the – for the drive to make it down the field, right? For the final down, drive. Down to, I think it was about a minute, a minute and 32 seconds, minute and 35 seconds. All right, so so walk me through what happened there because I, okay. I don't know how how do y'all not make it down there. All right, so <clears throat> the Saints are driving the ball. They got, they got the ball back. I think it's about three or four minutes left in the game. Maybe, I think it was, yeah, three to four minutes left. And they get one first down after another. Eventually, they pass a two-minute warning. They have a first down. We're like, okay, we have to stop them here or we're done. Get the ball back. Use all of our timeouts to do it. First play, we um, Dak gets sacked. And it brings us back to, I want to say, like the three-yard line or so. Because they punted the ball away, and it was a really good punt. Mm-hmm. Pinned us kind of inside of our own 10. Dak gets sacked on top of that. We're playing from the three-yard line. No timeouts. We got to hurry up and go. We can't spike the ball, obviously, because then we'll be in third down. Right. So then, as soon as that happens, Dak throws a little check down, gets hit, rolls back into Tyron Smith. Um, then third down comes up. Um, completed the ball, moves it up, made it like a third and twelve. Then we hit a bomb about thirty or forty yards to, uh, I think it was Randall Cobb, uh, over the middle. Um, but then by that time, we just didn't have any time left. We got down, clocked it. We had the balls at like the 52. So it's like a 70-yard field goal. Um, and it's either – well, I think what they did, you know, it's – and my dad brought up a good point. He was like, hey, he's like, you know, why don't they just go for a field goal there? You know, just go for the record and go for the win. He's like – does is, and I want to ask you this question. It's like, is that a higher percentage of like – Converting a seventy-yard field goal as opposed to get, as opposed to yes, Ziva, as opposed to my cat's in the background for you guys listening, um, as opposed to a hail mary type situation. But I see what they were clearly going for. It's like they're they're hoping for a pass interference call at like the fifteen, and then an untimed down and a kick a field goal. That's what they're hoping for in the game plan. Like what which strategy would you rather go with? Is my question. Uh, honestly, I feel like I feel like that's the best thing to do is is the hail mary for it. Yeah. Now, because I, I think seventy yards is pushing it. If it was like sixty five, yeah. Get them out there. Get them on the field. Boot it. When you start to get there. to those those longer lengths, it's just it's incredibly unlikely that you just have enough leg to do it. You know, like some max I've seen some of these people do is like sixty eight. 
you know, 64, and that's like barely coming over the crossbar. Like it's, you have to do it perfect. But well, I understand I know, uh, in like, it's kind of a 50-50 toss up. Like, what do you want to do? Do you just want to go for the record for the field goal? Or do you want to just toss it up? I think because you have the pass interference potential, mm-hmm. you just go for the Hail Mary because one or two things happen. Three, three things happens, or I guess four. You get intercepted, you get a knockdown, you get a pass interference, or you catch the ball. Especially with the, especially with the way that the flags have been going, um, yeah, which is just crazy and is changing games for the worst, in my opinion. Like all the all the penalties yeah. they're call they're calling right now, but you know they they're trying to be better about it. I get that it's whatever, but um, so I do I do have to stay on the Cowboys. I got questions to ask you about that. Oh, lay it on me. So you got Zeke. Yeah. That man's getting paid. All right? He sure did get paid. He got his contract. He secured the bag. All right, so Zeke is getting paid. Mm-hmm. And you said he averaged 1.8 yards. Yeah. All right, you got Dak, mm-hmm. who is going to get paid. Absolutely. And I know, because I, I, I watched highlights and stuff, I watched some clips from the game, yeah. and I watch him, I watch him miss um, just – lead a guy too far in the end zone would have been a touchdown yeah missed a couple throws and, right so and like that happens to every quarterback it's just that one throw in the end zone the guy's mm-hmm. open misses it like that's a big deal for sure we had a couple and drops then, too right and then that's my next thing amari cooper wants to get paid he wants the bag and this he want, man he wants michael thomas money yeah two offensive penalties you know mm-hmm. and then <laughs> he wasn't exactly making a play for those listening I'm sitting here trying to say this stuff and Jackson's cat is just crawling up his back yeah um, yeah she, she yeah, a she very claws. strange relationship yeah she's sitting on my computer right now you might have to come down here in a second there Ziva okay anyway. anyways so I wanted to know uh, I want to know what you think about this hurting Dak and Amari's like hurting their money that hurting want, their chances you know? I'm not uh, gonna read that yeah, I'm not... I think I think Jerry Jones. Sorry, I think Jerry Jones can just point at this and he'd be like, "When Zeke wasn't doing his job, and sure. you being the quarterback, we needed you to elevate the team. We needed you to score one more time. Yeah, you couldn't do it for." Sure. Yeah, I mean, anytime that happens, you're gonna have ammunition. You're gonna have ammunition on both sides. But then Dak can come right back and say, "Okay, well, I went into Green Bay and I beat Aaron Rodgers." He's gonna. He can say I went. He said I played against Russell Wilson at home and beat him in a playoff game, right? He he could say a multitude of things. Like I don't think this one game is going to severely impact him, salary wise or contract wise. I think this happens to every quarterback. They had a rough game. Uh, a lot of it was very choppy. It wasn't very clean from our side. It was very like a lot of little mistakes that led to that game being harder than it needed to be, right? Because if the defense shows up like they did and they hold Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara to four field goals, you're expected to win that game, even though it's on the road. Now, I do want to credit the, the Superdome itself because that was a huge factor in – the Cowboys struggles I think I think playing in that environment with that amount of hype and that amount of uh, noise really 
troubled Dak. Throughout the game, I saw him uh, just screaming to his O-line, making checks, and then Zeke coming in closer to listen to him, trying to hear the check because they just could not hear. Every time they were on the field, they had a lot of communication troubles. And I'm not going to blame it and say that that's the reason they lost. I'm just saying that that's a factor. And inexperience sometimes. Like, when you have such a young, good team, inexperience in that case can contribute to losses. But no, I don't I don't think that this is really going to impact his, uh, his contract long-term at all. It's one game, right? Now, if we get down to the end of the season, okay, and it's to get in the playoffs – or it is a playoff game, and Zeke struggles, and Dak struggles to elevate his team to a playoff win when Zeke can't play very well, then I think that would matter a lot more. Um, I think the weight of that game would be more impactful. And then then somebody like Jerry or Stephen Jones or the front office can go and then bring that up and say, hey, listen, you know, this wasn't a regular season game. You know, this was for the marbles, and you did not deliver. Right. Right. Yeah, the only the only way I see this one <clears throat> maybe being a big deal is you get towards the end of the season, and it's like, well, you know, if mm-hmm. you beat the Saints, then you would have had home field advantage when you right. met them in the playoffs. It's definitely a big game, but... You didn't beat them, and so now you're having to play in the Superdome again in the playoff environment against Drew Brees. Right. Um, it's going to be harder. But I, I believe the whole team had some problems. Yeah, it, it definitely was not all pinned on Dak, right? You had Michael Gallup out. You couldn't get the you couldn't get the run game going. And I have some stats. The Cowboys themselves are one and eight when Zeke goes for seventy five yards or less. One and eight. Right? So for anybody that questions that if Zeke does not have a huge impact on this offense, clearly the math is on that is on Zeke's side. When the Cowboys have a 100-yard rusher or 75 yards rushing or more, they win more games. And that's just and that's just even that in itself is just the nature of the NFL offense these days because the way that the Cowboys offense is set up in general is play actions, bootlegs, being able to go over the top when the when the opposing team stack the box. Right, and just in general, if you can't run the ball very well, most of the time, unless you're Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson, right, Big Ben in his heyday, it's hard to succeed in the NFL. Isn't it a this a little sidetrack, a little side note? Isn't it crazy that there's only nine games in his career that he's had under seventy five yards rushing? Yeah, pretty. That's pretty wild. Um, so we'll we'll get off. We'll get off the Cowboys. All right. Okay. Okay. So we're going to move on. I put in my notes last week, excuse me, after we did last week's episode and we did our picks and we did the Browns-Ravens game and we also talked about Lamar Jackson, I put, I was like, come back to this game because Browns stomped the Ravens 40-25, all right? That Browns defense is real. Okay. So Mm -hmm. I need need to know your thoughts on Lamar Jackson after – this game because last week you know you were like i got faith in him uh well yeah he, he went to it oh then he played very well against kansas city i'm still talking you I'm are but talking. i like to all talk right. as well all right go ahead no oopsie oopsie daisy okay. ends. yeah so i don't know anyways so 
Lamar's like, you're, you're like, you know, Lamar been putting in a lot of work. He's going to play way better than Baker. Baker did all these commercials, da-da-da. Yeah. And who won the game? At the end of the day, Cleveland won the game. I was surprised. Cleveland I really I picked I picked the Ravens to uh, to win that outright, uh, and I was shocked by what happened. I really was. I did not expect Cleveland, let alone to win, but to come out and beat the crap out of Baltimore. Oh, and they did. Nick Chubb had 165 yards, three touchdowns. Yeah, like when, when the Browns are on, the Browns are on, right? With the amount of talent that they have on both sides of the football, they should be doing this more often, right? When you look at the talent like Jarvis Landry, Odell Beckham Jr., Nick Chubb, right? Uh, Baker and Miles Garrett, and you go across the line there. It's um, they really do have a, a quite a a, uh, a stacked team. But where my reservations are, are the coaching staff for sure. Freddie Kitchens wasn't a coordinator at this point last year. He was a position coach. And here he is, head coach of the uh, of the Cleveland Browns this year. And with his play calling in other games this year, I question it. But I'll tell you what, man, when you're on fire, you're on fire. And I'm not, I'm not going to take this as a huge knock against Lamar Jackson, right? Um, obviously, it's a big win for Baker Mayfield. And it's a big win for Cleveland in general. They're now 2-2 two and two and they lead the division. Okay, a, ver- a division other than Baltimore. It's going to come down between them and Baltimore who's going to win that division, right? Because, yes, Pittsburgh won last night, but when you start 0-3, the, the chances of going and winning your division, I think, are like 8%. And I just don't see them doing that at this point. Um, but, yeah, so, I mean, hey, it, credit to Cleveland. They came out there with the game plan, executed it, and they beat the heck out of uh, Mitchell Lamar Jackson. What what you got on what you got on Lamar? Because that's that's what I'm more interested about. Because last week you were all up with him and you were all against Baker. And what mm-hmm. happens this week? Like Lamar Jackson comes out and he throws two interceptions. And you could argue that without those two interceptions, maybe they win. Right. Right. And then two more possessions. You know Baker threw for almost 400 yards. And he did. Lamar didn't. Lamar didn't pass the 250 mark. So. What you got on on the Lamar Baker battle? Because last week that was a thing that we talked about, mm-hmm. and you were all against Baker, like I said, and you were all for Lamar. Yeah, and you know, I mean, I mean, at the end of the day, I still think Lamar's a better quarterback right now. Um, That's for me. Uh, you you can have the floor here in just a second. You ask me the question. I, I, at the end of the day, right now, I still think Lamar Jackson's better. I still think he has more to offer at this point. I think he has more upside. Um, but, at, I mean, right now, I mean, obviously Baker came out there and he won, and he proved all the haters wrong because all week everybody was talking about Baker versus Lamar and production and off-season workouts and questionable play calls and passing the ball against the, the Jets when you're up 20-3 to with two minutes left and just kind of the Cleveland Brown culture. And then you're talking about Lamar and Baltimore and playing a very good Kansas City team, playing them close, but still they were 2-0 and and they lost one game, but it was close. It's one game, right? I'm not going to completely take anything away from Lamar uh, overall from losing one game, nor am I going to crown Baker Mayfield the king of the AFC North 
by winning this game against uh, Lamar. They still have another matchup later on in the year. Okay, we'll see what happens then. Uh, Baker could very well come out, win that game outright, and shut everybody up. And if that happens, then I will eat my words. But I am not ready to crown him king of the AFC North quite yet. We'll just have to wait and see. Across the, the NFL is such a competitive league that any given Sunday, anybody can win. So, was I surprised and shocked by this weekend's events? Obviously, right? Because I picked Baltimore to win. I thought that was a sure. Like, if you had if you had given me any pick that I said this is an absolute lock, I would have said Baltimore. But Cleveland showed up and they played well, and I hope that they continue to play well, right? And they figure it out. And Freddie, because I think their team has an opportunity to do something special especially for the city of Cleveland. I just, at this point, don't believe in their coaching staff, and I don't believe in their culture. That's, so. that's reasonable. Um, so the last last thing on this, because you were saying you, you're not ready to crown them yet. <laughs> right? Yo, Romeo Cornell, when he played, when they played against the Bears, you remember that? If you want to crown them, then crown them. They are who we thought they were. <laughs> anyway... <laughs> Anyway, uh, I love it. Cleveland and Baltimore are now tied at two and two. They are. What you what you got going on? Because I know I know you're you're going. You think Baltimore is going to win the division? I do, but um, I'll tell you what, man. If at the beginning, let's let's say we go back to preseason, right? Episode two of the Go for Two podcast. We're just getting ourselves started, okay? When we start talking about division winners, like I think. I think you and me both picked Pittsburgh. I could be wrong. You might have picked somebody else. but No, we, we definitely did. Yeah. Like, if you had told me at this point that Baker and Lamar are both 2-2 two and two and Cleveland has a, a, a grip at this moment on the division, I would have told you that you were crazy. But that that's the beautiful thing about the NFL, man. Like, week-to-week stuff changes and stories happen and uh, – Anybody can be anybody. You just have to – whoever comes out there and executes their game plan the best, right, and executes on that day is going to win. And that's the thing I love about this game. I can't – if it was all black and white on, on paper and I was like, okay, well, Baltimore has a better team. They're a better coaching, whatever. They should win. It'd be boring, right? If, if you could predict every game, then what's, even, what's, what's the reason even watching it, you know? I think that's I think that's what I love about the sport the most is that it is unpredictable in some cases, except saying that Tom Brady is going to age because he continues to defy logic. That's the only <laughs> yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, that's that's something that kind of got on me a little bit. Like people have been talking because you know every year you get the Tom Brady's fell off the cliff. Game, every year, everybody and says that for like 150 yards. And some people are saying it this week against a good Bills defense. Yeah, so people are yeah. saying it. I'm not worried about it. He's goaty. I find can't worry about the goat. You know what I find, Lucas, and it's and it's not the case, you know, with us, but I think it's the case with majority mass media when it comes to pro sports, right? They want people to watch, so they want they want to create different like uh, controversial topics. So it's like every Monday, it's overreaction Monday on everything. Dak's not a good quarterback anymore. Mariota's the goat now. Uh, Brady has fallen off a cliff. He had, you know, uh, time has caught up with him. Baker Mayfield is the is is the uh, king of the AFC North. It's week four. The first quarter of the season has just wrapped. We could say all of this stuff about 2019 when we start talking about the playoffs. But 
but that's a good thing about what we do, man. It's like we get. Do you to... know? Do you know what the mass the mass media's thing this week has been? Because because you, you said Mario's going now because he did have he had an excellent game Sunday. He did, dude. Um, it has actually not even been close to that. It has all been, oh well, the Tennessee Titans. This does happen, by the way. This is a mm-hmm. real thing. But you you can't just say this and then disregard a good win. Like it's still a good win. All oh, the Tennessee Titans always lose games they should they should win, and then they pull off some stupid victory over a team that should beat the crap out of them. And so that's that's what we've seen next week against Buffalo. They won't even look like an NFL football. Like like that's what I'm hearing yeah. from all these places. And and people are like Mariota didn't really do good. The Falcons just beat themselves. Their secondary is all injured up. Uh, he couldn't throw a ball if he wanted to. <laughs> oh my gosh, like, man! Like people still calling for this man's head. Um, but anyways. We're gonna. We ain't made it to the Titans yet. All right, I can, we can't. We can't go. We haven't the segued Titans. there yet. Okay. Right. Right. That's it. What's so the next? The next thing we have is uh, we're gonna keep on the quarterbacks. All right. You know the quarterback train. That's what everyone wants to hear. That's what the NFL is based around. The yeah. Most the the, the, the new era of young quarterbacks. Um. So Daniel Jones got to play Dwayne Haskins this past weekend. Yeah. Uh, and during the second quarter of the game. Uh, Washington decided to bench Case Keenum, which I think was a very bad decision. Yeah, it was like six of eleven for forty yards. I know that's not good. They hit the panic but, button. They hit it quick. Yeah, they hit the panic button. They hit it quick. And Dwayne Haskins ended up going. So this is like two and a half quarters of football. He went nine for seventeen for one hundred and seven yards and three interceptions, and one of them was a pick. Not cool. All right. He's just not, not ready. cool at all. He's not ready but yet. I I don't want to compare. <clears throat> well, you're you're welcome. We'll we'll get into the comparing of Daniel Jones and Dwayne Haskins after. Okay. Um, but I want to let you know that Daniel Jones was 23 of 31 for 225 yards, a touchdown, and two interceptions. Honestly, right. that's terrible against the Washington Redskins defense, right. who has been potentially the worst defense against the pass, especially the long ball this year. It seems. Oh yeah, um, definitely. But like. I want to get into Washington's decision first to bring Haskins out. Okay. So, Case Keenum, I'll go first here. Case Keenum had one bad game, in mm-hmm. my opinion, out of the, the three games he played or whatever. His third game was bad. His first and second games were really good. They put up some pretty good numbers on offense, I thought. And then this game was just getting started. And I don't like that they threw Dwayne Haskins into this situation, like where they, they just like right. – like, obviously, the plan all week wasn't to bring him in in the second quarter. So, it's not like he thinks that he's going to start. I know they say be ready and everything. But they just threw him in there. The Redskins had 12 penalties as a team. Yeah. I just don't think. I just don't. I don't like that you just throw your rookie quarterback into this when your team's getting beat up. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I completely agree with you. I, I think I think they hit the panic button. I think Jay Gruden's like, oh, crap. I'm done after this year, right? And I know it, right? Because Case Keenum wasn't having a terrible year, right? He was having reasonable numbers. I think he was a top five in passing in terms of passing yards going into the week. Um, so it's not like he's having a, a terrible year. He's playing fairly well. Um, and with Dwayne Haskins, especially in the preseason, at least from my opinion, and I think Lucas can back me up on this, he just did not appear ready. He threw several interceptions in the preseason. He wasn't making the right reads. Yeah, he had a couple nice balls, um, a couple nice plays, but it's it takes a while sometimes to adjust to the speed of the game, to adjust to a brand new offense. Um, 
I'm more in favor of if you draft a rookie quarterback, you bring him in. If you have the luxury of having a starting quarterback that can go out and win you football games, then you bring him in, you get him mentored, you let him learn the offense, then you let him take over, and you don't get him beatered and bat up his first year behind a bad offensive line if you have the luxury of having those things, right? So I agree with you. They should have just thrown this guy into the fire. They hit the panic button. Jay Guru knew that his his days were numbered, and now I think he just wants to use Dwayne Haskins as an excuse to try and keep his job at the end of the year, saying, oh, well, we started a rookie quarterback in the first quarter of the season, and it takes time for a quarterback to develop. Mm-hmm. This is where I'm. This is what I'm thinking. It, that's that, there's only two reasons why you why you hit the button and you bring in Haskins. Number one, Case Keenum is doing abysmally awful, and you have no other choice. Number two, you hit the panic button and you and you fear for your job. I think it was number two, clearly, because Case Keenum Me wasn't too. having a terrible game. No, so. he, and like Haskins came out, he hit two passes, got him a field goal, mm-hmm. and then was just completely terrible after. Yeah. And it's just, I, I just don't think it's fair to him for it's them not. to throw him in there like that. Um, I think coming out of college, you, you look at Haskins, and he did really good at Ohio State, and you think that like like this guy has the ability, he has the potential to be an NFL starting quarterback. Oh, absolutely. But I don't think you can just throw him in there mid game. Like I don't think they game plan to have him in there at all all week. Like no, not at all. Like he probably they, wasn't taking reps with the ones or anything. Right. Like and into a rookie who coming from college most likely doesn't understand NFL defensive schemes as well and stuff and hasn't been studying them as much as you would like as a first string. Right. And so they probably brought him in and told him that he was going to have a year study and wait. Mm-hmm. And dude's just going to rip that from him. Um, well, and yeah, and then look at the Washington, look at the Redskins offensive line. Right now missing Trent Williams, they don't exactly have a very stout front five. Their it's, whole team is garbage, dude. Yeah, so they, it's like – do you really want to risk if, if if Haskins is your guy? Do you really want to risk a catastrophic injury by throwing him to the wolves in the yeah. first year? I say their whole team is garbage. I really think their secondary and their offensive line is where their issues are. Um, we're yeah. going to talk about them as a team a little bit later uh, because you know we we got we got some stuff going on with that Jackson and our yes we do and it's not looking too All pretty right. for you. All right. Um, so, watching first take, Stephen A. Smith said that the yeah, he heard from his sources that uh, the Redskins actually wanted Jones, and oh. that the Giants heard that the Redskins were going to pick Jones. So they that's why they drafted so they, him at six. That's why they got him so early instead of waiting until their next pick. That makes sense. And and so now, like the Redskins aren't going to say that now because obviously they're, they have Haskins. They got Haskins, right? But um. I wanted I want to get in on comparing them a little bit. Okay. Um, off yeah, let's this do game, it. you know. So I think they're both bad. <laughs> uh, I th- I, okay. Uh, for for just talking about this game. Yeah, like they both okay. did pretty bad, honestly. Right. I think Daniel Jones clearly had superior numbers this game, and I think at this point of where he is right now, after seeing Daniel Jones for two games, I think Daniel Jones is clearly the superior quarterback at mm-hmm. this point in time. I think he played very good against Tampa Bay. I think he played – he didn't have a great game against Washington, but he came out He came out with a dub, and that's what matters. 
200 something yards. Yeah, he had a couple picks, but you know, with you that you expect that among rookie quarterbacks. In comparison to Dwayne Haskins getting thrown to the Wolves and throwing three interceptions, right? And having how much did you say? 100 and 107 yards. 107 and three picks. Yikes. Um, they threw the ball 17 times, completed nine of those. Yeah, so um, not too great uh, for, for a first start. Right now, I think there is no comparison. Uh, you know, Daniel Jones right. is 2-0 and in his first two starts, and Dwayne Haskins gets thrown and into the Wolves and loses to the Giants. I think, so. I think it's hard to compare them. I think Daniel Jones has a better offensive line. And yeah. I think he has – he probably has more weapons available to him. Seems to be more pro-ready. Uh, yeah, well, he's – I think I think he's more of a pro-style quarterback. Yeah. Like, like he's not – like, obviously, he can move and make plays on – with his feet. Uh, and that's really helping the Giants, in, by the way. Yeah. Right? Yeah, like, that's probably the biggest change between him and Eli. Yeah. But I think Haskins isn't exactly a traditional quarterback like that as much. Sure. And so I think it is. It hurts him. I think that's why he needed the extra year. That's why he needed the extra year. I agree. Was for something like that. I think Jones is just naturally a better quarterback to come in and start as early right as he away. has compared to Haskins yeah. coming in and starting. I, I completely I agree. Haskins, Haskins can work on his stuff, and in the end, I think he can be a better quarterback because I think he has better potential in terms of like throw power and ability with his feet. Um, yeah. They say jo- Jones is smart, like incredible football IQ. Like him and Man, like I, I think the story with him and with the Mannings is, I think he kind of grew up going to the Mannings football camps, and they were kind of friends and buddies. So he always kind of grew up around the Giants organization. And so when the Giants hear that this makes sense now, if the Giants hear that the Redskins are going to take Jones quickly, then the Giants are like, no, we're going to we're we're going to get our guy. And don't care what anybody else says. So right. and if that's the case, and you get him and. Now they look, they look like they were right. Yep, and they're they're proving everyone wrong. And they, and let me world. tell you what, the Giants are coming back to play, and they're going to get Golden Tate back soon. And I'm starting to get week. a little worried. Yeah, starting to get a little worried. The boy's coming back too. The one. The boy. Ooh. I can't wait. I can't wait for Dad to be back. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, um, he's going to make he's going to make a big impact with Tennessee. I think I think really think he will. Yeah, well, I actually have some update on the line. When we get to that, we got one more thing before the Titans. Okay. So, everyone that follows the NFL has seen the hit that Vontez Burfett put on uh, the tight end of the mm-hmm. Colts, and it was completely uncalled for. I think. Absolutely. Um, and the NFL has stated that he is suspended for the season. Right. Which is um, so a lot of people are saying that's kind of harsh and stuff. Before you give your thoughts, I just want to say that like football is a very violent sport. Very. Everyone knows that. Mm-hmm. But you have to be able to control yourself in specific situations. Right. And you have to, if you have a problem with hits like this, you need to get better. Right? Right. So I'm just going to, I want to state all of his previous offenses we got going on I think on that's here. important, yeah. So uh, January 2016, he was suspended three games for hitting Antonio Brown in that playoff game. Right? So A.B. goes up, he can't catch the ball, like the play's over, and the dude runs by and just knocks his head off ab yeah. just laying on the ground this is in a playoff game um they needed 14 yards to get to field goal range this gave them 15 yards off the flag yeah they kicked the field goal and win i believe that would have been a huge deal if the Bengals could have won that because it was like i said a playoff game 
Yeah, um, exactly. Give them some momentum. Right. So so that should have been the end. And then August 2017 rolls around. Suspended three more games for hit in a game against the It's another dude in the head. Can't yeah. be doing that. Didn't learn nothing. April 2018, suspended four games for using performance-enhancing drugs. Yeah. Um, I don't have all the details on that. Like, if he didn't know he was taking what it, it doesn't matter. We don't have the backstory, it. but yeah. Right. It doesn't matter. He got suspended four games for doing stuff he wasn't supposed to. Mm-hmm. All right, so that's his NFL stuff. But as I looked into it a little more, I found out that, like, even in college, this dude just had problems. Like, had problems controlling himself mm-hmm. and – it's so it's not it's not something it's not something that just came up in the NFL because it's so fast or anything. Yeah. Like he's been doing this since before. So in college, he had sixteen personal fouls in twenty six games that he played. So he played twenty six wow. games, sixteen personal fouls. And apparently one of them that was like three in a, in one half. That's like a that's like a rate that's like an average of what? What is that? Like sixty sixty per something percent, seventy percent games? It's up there. It's up yeah. Okay. And so, like, yeah, that that's just ridiculous. So, I uh, I think that the NFL is 100% within its right to do this. 61%, yeah. 61%? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that – I think everyone saying that he doesn't deserve this judgment needs to look at the NFL and how they are valuing the player's safety over a bunch of other things, which is how it should be. Right. Because – Although football is violent, it doesn't have to be detrimental to people's well-being and right. Future. And, and CT is a big thing. Exactly, it's a huge deal. It can change you. It can change your family. Um, so I, I don't have a problem. I don't have a problem with the suspension. Yeah, I was gonna say when I first heard when I first saw the news that he was suspended for a year, I said, "Wow, really?" But then, like like you said, I kind of did a little bit of digging, and then I saw that he got hit in 2016 for this for a same offense. Same in 2017, and then I saw his 2018 charge, and I think it's completely justified, right? I think for him getting suspended for an entire season, obviously him getting him getting suspended for multiple games in the past hasn't worked because he's continued to do this, and if getting suspended for the rest of the season doesn't wake you up and you miss all those game checks, then if that doesn't signal something in your brain, then I don't think really anything will. Um anything short of just being kicked out of the league. Um, I went back and I saw the hit and I watched it multiple times. He clearly led with his head. He, it seemed to be an intentional play, right? Um, it wasn't like he was trying to get his eyes on him or something. He lowered his head and hit him in the side of the helmet as hard as he could. And then, and then runs off the field smiling. Just pulls his helmet off. He's just grinning ear to ear. <laughs> right. And I would understand if it's like, you know, oh, yeah, nice big hit, big play, hit him correctly, right? Hit him with your shoulder or something, you knock him down. And, you know, like, th- and, that, and that's part of the appeal of the NFL. But, I mean, especially in the recent years, the NFL really has been making a point of cracking down on these types of hits because of studies that they've, they've done and recent stuff that has popped up and mm-hmm. results of traumatic injuries to N- former NFL players' brains. And well, that's it's a, even, yeah, it's a serious problem. It's even like like the AB drama with the helmet is because they're trying to be safer with right. the players. They, exactly. They want them to have better protection. And I just don't know how you can let this go on for almost, you know, I mean, since he was in college. Like, like how do you not get this stuff changed? Now, 
he did go for 2018. You know, he had the problem with the Pez or whatever, but he didn't have the problem with any of his personal fouls and stuff like that. Right. So some people are looking at it and they're saying, okay, well, dude changed. He got better. Yeah. Obviously not. Because this it, was this was bad. Like this was egregious. Like yeah, this was really bad. Um, I, the next hit, he has to be kicked out of the league. I would imagine. Wouldn't you think so? Like after getting susp- after getting suspended for an entire year, say he comes back next year, right? Twenty twenty. Let's say it's like game seven, or whatever, week seven, and you see something like this happen. Surely he's out of the league. I think so. I would imagine. Yeah, and th- yeah, this one was I mean, this one was the, pretty that's bad. Only next step, that's and, as far I mean, as they have go. to, and they have to make an example. If you you get him, I, I don't want to say four games is a slap on the wrist, but I guess in the NFL it kind of is slap on the wrist for two years, right? He gets trouble again the next, right? Yeah, it's not the same thing, but he still gets in trouble. And again, I don't know the circumstances behind it, so I don't really speak to that too much. But then he comes out and does this. It's like you got to send a message to the rest of the NFL players and say we will not tolerate this, man. This right. was bad so I, I i completely agree with it i agree with it i think he should be suspended for the season giving given his past Good. this was just a random out of the blue thing that would be like whoa that's a little much but you know <laughs> no, but, it's, yeah it's definitely like like i first looked at it and i was like okay the hit was bad but you know i thought it'd be like a two game suspension four games yeah yeah i thought it'd be something a little less um so we will now move on to the Tennessee Titans. Ah, yes. The logo is stamped upon my hat here. Sure is. We got, some, we got some in the background, too. You got some nice little hats. Yo, while we have oh, a yeah. second, while we have a second right here, just want to say, hopefully you guys can uh, detect some better sound quality. If you guys are watching on YouTube, I got like a – me and Lucas, he, he recently just got one. But I got like an arm stand for my mic here. Got a little pop filter. Um, I, I changed up some of my settings. So hopefully I'm not sounding so quiet. Um, those of you that are that sending me text messages and updates like, hey, you sound a little quiet on here or that, thank you. That stuff really helps out because uh, I wouldn't be able to make those changes without you guys giving that feedback. So anyway, just want to give a quick shout out to that. Also to your room in the background, Lucas, it looks, it looks awesome. You got some you got some Dumbledore Hogwarts stuff back there, <laughs> dude. You got some Rick and Morty. My man out here flexing. Okay. Gotta, gotta have the Rick and Morty, man. Um, so the Titan this weekend. Yeah. Right? Granted, playing against an Atlanta Falcons team that most likely going to fire their coach at the end of the year if they keep playing the way they are. I think um, so, yeah. They finally looked like a competitor. Like, they're not just there to go 8-8 eight and eight every year. Like, right. they finally looked like, hey, we want to be a playoff team. Yeah. And so, I got some hope, okay? That's probably dangerous. It's dangerous that no, I got but, the thing, but you definitely should. Can I can I speak to one thing real quick? You didn't just beat a Falcons team that yes, I know they've been having their struggles, but you beat a Falcons team with the former with the former uh MVP uh Matt Ryan. Okay? Julio Jones, which who is an arguably he's definitely a number he's definitely a top 2 receiver in the league, okay? Or th- third at worst. Third at absolute worst. I think he's one and two. It's Hopkins or it's Jones. Right, I think you throw Thomas in the conversation for three, so you just pick between those, okay? Mm-hmm. But, and, I mean, their their coaching staff—they've been there, they're experienced, okay? They're not no scrubs, okay? Yes, they've been right. having injury issues. Yes, they've been having maybe some play calling issues and stuff. But the Falcons, 
they're not the Dolphins, okay? Like this is a this is a team that is capable of beating anybody else in the league, and they beat Philly, right? Who's a top five team right now in the league, at least according mm-hmm. to some power rankings. They beat them just a couple weeks ago, so you didn't beat no scrubs. I just want to give you some credit. I'm, thank, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna give you some credit. I, I appreciate. Yeah, um, I got that's you. That's actually one of the notes. One of the notes I wanted to get into was the secondary. The secondary played lights out. I think it's as well as you could want any secondary in the league to play yeah. against Julio Jones, Sanu, Calvin Ridley, Calvin Ridley, Austin yeah. Hooper, who I didn't get his stats. He he. All right, the Titans are bad against tight ends when we play zone, and that's what we played against because of how good they are. We played a lot of man now, more than I expected because of how good Julio and them are. Yeah. Um, but whenever we play zone, the tight ends just burn us. He had like 130 receiving yards, but that's okay. They only scored 10 points, all right? Yes. So point number one I want to get to is the secondary showed up. So Julio Jones had four receptions for 52 yards. Yeah. He had like 12 yeah. targets, and this man caught four balls. Wow. All right? Big deal. That's a huge deal. All right? Now yeah. the Butler, my man, Super Bowl ready, all right? We we good. All right, he's hey, back to Super Bowl form. Is yeah, back. bro. If you get on the one yard line, he's gonna intercept that good. ball for you. you done. Uh, Logan Ryan held Sanu to nine receptions for ninety one yards. That was a huge back and forth battle. Like Sanu would win something, and then Logan would win something. Either way, they didn't have a hundred yard receiver. Awesome yeah. against you know Matt Matt Ryan, who's gonna throw the ball fifty times a game. Yes, because okay. their running game just hasn't been. Very good. Oh, yeah. Um, and then Ridley had three receptions for 32 yards. So their leading receivers was their tight end for 130. Mm-hmm. And their number and two. Then I act- and then their uh, number two, Sanu. And then actually I think Devontae Freeman was number three, above Julio. I think that is a huge deal that you hold Julio Jones. Oh, definitely. Yards. And you know, they're. Uh, you guys, I assume you doubled Julio all game. Uh, we put Malcolm on man for man a lot. Yeah. He, he did incredibly well then. Because Julio, like, you know, top two receiver, he's incredible. The dude is a – That's what I'm saying. He is That's a good beast. good stuff, Jackson. He is a man among boys. and Good I mean, stuff out here. Um, That's beautiful. Next, next I just want to say, if you look at the stats and you're wondering how Matt Ryan threw for, like, 350 yards or more. Yeah. He didn't throw for 400, but he, he threw for 350-plus. Anyways and only scored 10 points is because the Tennessee Titans have the best punter in the league. All right? It is confirmed. <laughs> and went to the Pro Bowl last year. He was a punter in the Pro Bowl last year. Yeah. So this man, five punts, average of 45 yards. His long was like 56. All five of them inside the 20. That's huge, especially when you're starting at the 25 now with the kickoffs. Like, field position oh, yeah. is a huge thing, and special teams is often underlooked. Right, but if you could pin those, if you could pin somebody back, that that gives you a good start, man. They have to work that much harder. Even inside, there was one on the two. Wow, yeah. There was, there was like one at the five. There was another one inside the ten. The like, per- yes, bro. The percentages just go up for defensive success and three and out success. It like mm-hmm. the closer you get them to that goal line and back in their own, uh, back towards their one, it just goes way up because it just you're so limited to what you can do as an offense. So defense and special teams, which I think have been strong suits for us like for the past season and a half. Yeah. Excellent. 
like always, that's like that's what we look at as the strong points of the team. The defense, you know, like like we're gonna let you, like we let them drive, you know, fifty yards down the field, but then you're at the, I mean, you're at our forty, yeah, and then we stop you, and you're down by so much that you're going for it on fourth down every time at the thirty-five, and we just stop you again. Yeah, it seems like the, like the Falcons just like field position is a huge thing, like you just said, but also just kind of like not capitalizing on some of these drives, like. Like, how many times – let me ask you because I didn't get to watch the game. How many times did, like, Matt Ryan and the Falcons getting to your territory itself? Like, how many times did they cross the 50? I believe they went for it on fourth down, like, three times into our territory. And we stopped them every time. Yeah, that's crazy. Because, like, so they they weren't even in the red zone that much then. Like I, don't, they just I think they made it into the red zone once. That's when they scored their touchdown. Yeah, so if you're not even making it into the red zone and giving yourself those opportunities to score, then you have some of the problems, man. It seems, like, it seems like he would drive down, get to the 50, maybe you're 40, and then the drive would kind of stall. Mm-hmm. I'd, and so – Bed but don't it. break. Absolutely loved it. Um, and then you got you to gotta look at the Titans' offensive line, which has been terrible. The, it, I'm, I've been losing sleep about the offensive line. You, you really Just have been. You know, I slept like a baby last night. Oh, I bet right? you did. Pristine <laughs> sleep. Pure has quality. Been coming through ever since Sunday. So, didn't allow a sack. Granted, Mariota, there was a couple times. So, they're trying to contain the quarterback because Marcus can run. So, yeah. they're sending their ends or just running straight up the field, right? Yeah. And so we can form a pocket for Mario to stay in and throw, but he can't make it out of the pocket because it comes around because the ends go up the field somewhere. Right, right. Yeah, so we, we tried to we tried to play action, roll him out to the right, and Mario to fakes the handoff, turns around, dude's right in his face, throws the ball away. Right. Because the ends are just coming off the edge. Right. And so what do we do? Instead of just throwing it away, we actually tried it two more times. I don't know why. That's one thing that kind of worries me about the game. I don't know yeah. why our offensive play caller, Arthur Smith, out here trying to do this stuff when they're just like, you know they're trying to QB contain. So if you yeah, roll them out. Yeah, clearly they're game planning against it. Yeah, so three times Mariota rolls out to his right, and as soon as he fakes the handoff, turns around, dude, in his face, he has to throw the ball. Right. That um, That's just not making an offensive adjustment. If you keep seeing that, then then Smith's got to make an adjustment there. Right. So I want to, for the offensive game plan just being so good and everything, I have to give some stuff to Vrabel. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Get it, Vrabes. For for finding a way to get the offensive line to do something. No sacks, like I said. Mariota played awesome. Oh, yeah. How did that, um, how did that, uh, the new guy play? That's what I was about to say. Yeah. Nate Davis came in. I think it really helped. He didn't get to play every snap. Mm hmm. Um, because he's like he's new to this is his first NFL game, but it, I think it really helped us a lot. He's gonna get to play more, and then we got Lawan. You know we got Dad coming in on the left side. Everyone's big Big Dad Daddy's coming, coming back. The boy. That's right. It's over. All right. So so he's coming in. So our offensive line should be a lot better. Yes. And I think with a pocket for Mariota to drop back and stand in and throw the ball. Yes. And let the routes develop. I think you've seen what Yo. Mariota really is as a quarterback and what right. I've always thought he was. And Yo, I hope three touchdowns, two fifty. I, I hope the Madden ratings adjuster is there. 
okay? So we could bring the boy back up, okay? I don't know why he's number two <laughs> on his own offensive line. Can we get this man at least an 87, please? No, you got to wait until he makes the Pro Bowl for like the fourth year in a row. Right, know? to give him any credit? Yeah, sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah, only because he's a, like only because he's a titan. This dude was on any other team, he'd be at ninety four, thousand percent. Um, but all all I heard last week is just like people going after Mariota, going after his head, and he doesn't have any social media. But I'm sure there's no way he didn't hear some of this on like ESPN and stuff. Right. And so what does he do? The guy comes out. We hit A.J. Brown on a slant who makes a amazing play and just outruns everyone. I saw that one. All right. So he gets a huge touchdown. Um, Falcons come back and answer. And what do we do? Mariota just drives, and he makes some beautiful throws, especially yes. a nice corner throw to A.J. Brown in the end zone to get a touchdown. He played awesome well. pass. And then, uh, yeah, he had like three receptions for two touchdowns and like 90 yards. Something crazy, dude. <laughs> And then, um, and I think him playing lit a fire under Corey Davis. I think he was like, "Oh, like I'm not the only number one wide receiver here. Like, yeah, like he's our number one, and he's earned that spot." But I think he was like, "You know, if this guy comes out here and and makes big plays like this, which he's done every week except for um, the game against the Colts, yeah, our whole team was bad though. But I mean, the other three games that we've played, AJ Brown's made plays." And rookie coming in hot. Got more touchdowns, more touchdowns, more yards than Davis. And I think I think Davis was like, "Oh, okay." So what happens? We come back out. Davis catches the ball, throws a man off his back. Touchdown! Boom! All right. Yeah, I gotta awesome. let him know. Awesome anticipation and good routes. Like the offense was just clicking, and it was beautiful to see that the run game isn't what won us the game. Like I wasn't sitting here. And I was like, man, it's a good thing Derrick Henry, you know, had 26 carries for 100 yards. Right. Instead, he had like 20 carries for 80 yards because we just rode him in the second half. In the second half, we just hopped on the dude's back and we were like, run the clock down, bud. Yeah. Pound um, it. Pound the pavement. Yeah. But I'm just really glad that everyone got to see that Mariota can actually throw the ball because people, mm-hmm. people apparently thought that he didn't know how to throw the ball. And it's crazy. so that was great. Well, I I'm certainly am glad that the Titans had a great week and that the offense looked as good as it did because I could not stand – if we came in here and the Titans lost that game and it was bad or whatever, I was going to be like, oh, man, Lucas, we both can't be grieving this week, man. Like, I'm so glad <laughs> I'm so we, glad we that the Titans won, bro. we gotta, we got to have some good vibes over here on the pod. Um, Mariota's the only quarterback with no interceptions. Just throwing, just throwing that out there. Of course. Of course, you got you got you got to lay it out there for everybody. Hey, let them know. Yeah. Sometimes you got to show them. Hey, you you know QBR is like fifth in the league, whatever. Apparently, he can't throw. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, you know. It's crazy, crazy. No, no, no big deal or nothing. Um, so we'll see what happens. I really think the punter, man. Dude, you know that's crazy. I've never I've never heard somebody else like just talk so good about their punter like you know man our punter is just next level dude like i haven't i think people underestimate how important special teams is. oh i think that's so true uh i mean the patriots won the patriots won because their special teams blocked a kick or a punt or whatever yeah all right defense special teams it's just it feels good when you got the best punter in the league jack yeah i don't think we've had a good best punter in the league ever this is the guy that maybe twice. 
when y'all when y'all got y'all's new uh jumbo jumbotron or whatever oh yeah he hit the he hit the free he's the first one to do it oh my gosh i remember that being a thing he's like I remember that watching the news or whatever, watching ESPN is like, oh yeah, the punter hit the Jumbotron. What just happened? It's so good. I loved it. Moving past your punter. Real quick, one more thing on the punter. I okay. think when he is not the punter for the Titans anymore, I just want you to know uh-huh. the Titans fans, including me, you know how we're like, oh, well, Marcus ain't as good as Mariota. I'll be sitting here looking at my punter and I'll be like, well, this Jackson Wallace dude ain't as good as a punter as old as old Brett Kern was back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> old, old Brett Kern, let me tell you about him. How, how much time um, you got? But, yeah, last thing, uh, last topic before we get into our recap and our picks for the week. Let's get into it. Who's going to win the AFC North? All right. Oh, man, see, got, yeah, we were talking about this earlier. Yep. So, you got the Packers at 3-1. and uh, one. That's you the got, NFC North there, bud. Yeah, a- I said a- NFC North. You said AFC. AFC is oh, the Browns and the. I'm Baltimore. sorry, I, I didn't mean to. Say, I didn't mean to say AFC North. I got written down NFC North. I said oh, okay, North. NFC. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So who will win the NFC North? So okay. We weren't talking about that earlier. Okay. Ooh. So I got the Packers three and one. Yes. The Bears are three and one. Mm-hmm. The Lions are two one and one. All yeah. Right. At, at first, we guess a competitive two one and one. Yeah, and then the Vikings are two and two, and I think we need to talk about this. Because the Vikings are obviously way below what everyone expected. Yeah. And I don't see the Bears keeping up this 3-1 and one deal they got going on, although the defense looks awesome. They've played yeah. some lackluster offenses also. And, and you got Mitch Trubisky having some issues. Do we, and, is there an update on him, by the way? Not that Do I know. Have, yeah, I don't I think anything's heard. come out. As of this time of the recording, nothing new yet. Right. Um. Packers three and one, Lions two and one, one. What you what you, what you got? I'm who's, sticking who's with my I'm out? sticking with my preseason pick of the Packers. Um, they've showed me no reason why they can't go out and win this division. I think they played a very tough game against a really good Philadelphia Eagles team. I think their play calling at the end really was the driving force behind them losing that game. I don't know why you pass it six straight times on the one yard line. <laughs> and you don't convert it, don't run the ball at least once, a little QB sneak, a little something there. Um, so I think Matt LaFleur being the uh, being the rookie head coach he was in that, in that certain situation uh, led to that Packers loss. Um, it seems like things weren't going well, so they're like, oh, crap, let's just hand Aaron the keys and hope he can dig us out of the situation. They didn't stick to their run game plan. Um their defense had a questionable night, and so they just threw it all on the back of Aaron Rodgers, who um, I still believe in uh, heavily. I think he's a great quarterback still. But um, I think they just ran to a really good Philadelphia Eagles team, and they got outcoached. So, but I, I still have – I still pick them to win the division. <clears throat> um, so, all things considered, I think I got to go – so, I was picking the Vikings to win mm-hmm. in the beginning. Yeah, you did. And their passing game has just completely let me down. Yeah, we both picked them this what, this past week. Yeah, I don't I don't know what's wrong. Um, and I think the Lions are actually the most complete team. Isn't that crazy? No one picked the Lions at all. I can't wait for the Packers Lions game. I think the Lions are going to win the division, and the reason the reason I can't pick the Packers because I want to go with with the man, that bad man. Yeah, I wanna bad go man. You show some respect. Ooh. I got something flying around my face here. Discount <laughs> double check. 
The reason I can't go with him is because of that head coach. Of oh, LaFleur. Is that, that okay? Do. Does this have anything to do with the Titans experience? Are you holding a grudge? Is that why you're not picking the Packers? No, 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 no. I'm not holding a grudge. I'm looking at things that I witnessed. Firsthand. He just got so close to the first hand, Jackson. Look, look, man. Look. All right. What was your complaint? Oh, Matt LaFleur threw the ball six times in the yes, one yard Yes, but line. there's a difference exactly. between me complaining no, 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 about no, no, no. Matt LaFleur and you complaining about him because he was the offensive coordinator for the Titans last year. And why do I complain about him? His offensive play calling. And why did you say that they lost his offensive play calling? I just want to make sure you're... I'm sorry, but that sounds like we're saying the same thing. <laughs> we, we are saying the same thing, but the difference is I, I just want to make sure that you're not coming from a place of vengeance. No, I'm not coming from a place of vengeance because um, he left us or anything. I, I wanted okay. him to leave. I didn't want him anymore. I didn't think he needed to be the Titans offense coordinator because I did not think he was good enough. Right. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I will say that is my that is what is disgruntling me so far about that Packers team is the play calling. I think it's he, suspect. I think he is a head coach. I will give you that. Because he was the offensive coordinator for the Rams for one season, and everyone wants a piece of the new blood. And – came to the Titans, and I'm sure when he went and visited with the package for the head coaching job that he was like, oh, Mariota's just a bad quarterback. I was um, with McVay. Yeah, like like I'm just I'm, – I, I didn't have any people to really work with at Tennessee. Give and me Aaron Rodgers, and I'll show you. Vrabel yeah. didn't let me really play my game because apparently during the second half of the season last year, Derrick Henry started picking stuff up, and Vrabel kind of like – forced his hand sometimes like hey like this week we ain't like we're it's time to focus on the run like we got derrick henry who's rushing for over 100 yards a game yeah it's time to feed this man mm -hmm. so i think he just used all these excuses and the packers i don't know why got this man to be this head coach and i don't think him and rogers get along and everything's fine as long as you're winning go on a little losing streak here and boom Team implodes. The rookie quarterback or the rookie coach can't keep things together. Yeah, and I think it's just I think if they lose, you can look at them say the coach is the reason they lost. If they don't make the playoffs, right? If they don't win the division. I think everyone's going to blame the coach because you can't blame Aaron Rodgers. No, you definitely can't blame Aaron Rodgers, and you have a, you have a it's a rookie coach regardless. It's a rookie head coach, right? So you're going to have problems, but I, I will give you that point. And actually, I think you could provide some uh, some good insight having been a Titans fan last year. And I mean, all, obviously, always, but I mean, having some insider kind of knowledge into Luffler's uh, play calling strategies, watching the Titans all last year. Um, but that's my one question mark with the team, man. It really is, like, because I think the defense is top tier. Okay. Yes, they struggled. They got exposed against Philly. Yes, they had a a, a, a bad game. We, we gotta we gotta talk about the defense too, because that's in our best. That I know, I know, and I'm st I'm still confident then that that is going to be the case. I will like, end right. up on top at the but end of the at the end of the year. Yeah. Yes, Lucas. Eventually. <laughs> so so I'm going with the Lions. The Bears yeah. ain't got a quarterback. The Vikings don't have an offense. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Packers by the way, did you see Thaline call out uh, Kirk Cousins? Uh, he didn't really he, I mean a little bit you know I, I'm gonna be honest with y'all if you're watching I don't know if you can see this thing if you're listening there is a gnat flying around my room and it is about <laughs> to be warfare in here because I'm trying to be cool and not be swatting around and all this stuff but if he gets close to me one more time I'm not gonna be able to handle myself so 
I understand. That being said, the Lions are going to win because they have looked so much better. Um, they should have won week one. The defense let them down. Yeah. And I They just, have looked better. I'll give them that. They have looked a lot they, better I mean, than I thought they, they would. Good. They lost last week, and they still looked good. I mean, that should tell you something. Played the Chiefs, right? Yeah, and they and they led that game late. There you go. Against Mr. Mahomes, boy. So, Patty Mahomes. I'm picking the Lions. I'm, I'm changing. I'm changing to the Lions now. You're changing. For, for okay. Well, how many times are we allowed to change? That's my question. Because well, I mean, okay, but here's my question. Because at the end of the year. Okay, with whoever wins the division, I don't want you saying, see, I told you I picked the Vikings at the beginning of the year and they end up winning magically. Or later on, you're like, see, I told you the Lions were going to win, but you didn't originally pick them. I'm just wondering how many times we get to do this. Because I want to be able to change later on if we have, if the time comes. I think, I think you can change, Baron, like any crazy stuff happens. Like I picked the Steelers, but Big Ben's hurt. Like obviously neither one of us are picking right. the Steelers. Of course. We picked the Vikings, but it ain't looking good. I don't know how they're. I two think and we could give good updates every quarter. I think every quarter because they're run game. Yeah, I think every quarter, every four games, or at least every half of the year, we could definitely make evaluations. As of now, you're picking the Lions. I'm still sticking with my Packers. All right. So on from that, it is time to do the recap of our bets since we are a quarter of the way through let's the get, season. Yeah, let's get some updates. Where are we at? Excuse me. So, me and Jackson made bets. If any of y'all have listened to any of our stuff, um, we I'm don't sure know exactly did. what we bet on everything yet. We, you know, things like team hats and stuff like it's that. Team apparel, team gear, some G fuel, um, game fuel. And so, we did five bets so far. We can add more. You know, if, if things get a little heated, like if Jackson <laughs> trying to Jackson trying to talk about some stuff like Baker Mayfield not being better than Lamar Jackson, blasphemous stuff going Lamar on. Lamar Jackson here. is better. I at mean, this he, point in time. he ain't the second coming of Jesus, but Lamar Jackson's like you know like. And neither is Omar. Baker. Baker's not king so of the I, North I, yet. I, that's what I was saying. I was saying Baker wasn't. If you would let me finish, all right? You won't let anyone finish their thought. Blasphemous, Lucas. You hear me say one word, and they're like, "Oh, well, I'm assuming." I have that a the, thought. The rest of his six paragraphs that he's going to say. I'm just thinking is, faster than you. No, 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 no. You're not listening, Jackson. Oh, really? Is that the case? Okay. Well, what were you going to say there, yes. sweetie? I don't want to tell you now. <laughs> um, so our first bet, actually, these aren't in order because I wrote them down and they're in different order because we had some stuff happen. Anyways. anyways. Yeah, yeah, Um, So one of our bets is Kenny Stills will surpass 500 receiving yards. Um, I said that no, he will not. And Jackson went on this big rant about how he was so good and he was going to make Houston so much better. And I was like, he ain't even going to get 500 passing yards. And so Jackson was like, I bet you he will. All right. So Jackson <laughs> I says sure he did. will. I say he won't. He, he is right now won't. quarter of the way through the year at 188 receiving yards. Um, he's right, had one really good game and then three like last, lackluster 30-yard hey, game. He catches those deep balls, though. He catches the deep ones, right? That's what's going to count at the end of the year. He's going to have 500, right? He's almost a 200, okay, and we're only a quarter of the way there, right? Do some math, right? He's got By the this. way, to rain on your parade a little bit, he is questionable for next week's game. Oh, Dante, that really is going to rain on my parade. That's going to mess it up, Lucas. Um. By the way, talking about receiving yards and passing for the Texans, Deshaun Watson has thrown for 150 yards, Two weeks out of the year, 
<clears throat> and I have not heard nothing about him being a bad quarterback. Bro, you know how that and is, I do man. not understand. I think I think Deshaun Watson's a good quarterback. Oh, yeah. But every, everyone just wants to like, – he's like like him and Gardner Minshew are just the second – Oh, my gosh. Patrick don't get me Mahomes, started on Gardner like They're Minshew. all up on the mountain. Anyways, um, another bet that we had, mm-hmm. Cardinals, four or more wins. Four or more wins. It ain't looking good. No, I said they would not. Jackson said that they would. They should have won week one. They are one. currently 0-3 and, and 1. No wins. And it ain't looking good. It's not looking good at all. Uh, that is one bet that I might lose. But I'm going to put faith in Kyle Murray, okay? I think he'll get better at the, at the end of the year. Well, they got a college coach that shouldn't even be a coach. Um, Ooh, shots fired. The other thing is the Titans making the Super Bowl. I said no. They're 2-2, two and two, tied for first in the AFC South. So, you know, like, like playoff race. Man, they didn't even give you credit. For the for tying right now, I saw a graphic earlier earlier this morning that said like division leaders, and they had Houston right there. They're like, oh yeah, oh. it's gonna be Houston. They didn't even give you partial credit. I don't know why Houston is there. Technically, we are in last place because we lost to the Colts, and we lost to. Uh, so you're not tied for first. Jacksonville. Well, I think we're all two and two, but technically you lost. We're one all two games. and two, but if you if you do the tiebreaker, mm-hmm. but like we haven't played the Texans yet, so. Maybe we're tied with the Texans for third and fourth. <laughs> but we're all I two and know. two. That's I just saw a graphic this morning that said the Texans were in the lead. Right, right. Well, what matters is that we're all two and two. Yeah. That's the important stuff. Well, all I'll, right. I'll take that. I'll take that first quarter. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. Clean slate. Yeah, yeah. Clean slate with a full plate. All right? Time yeah, yeah. We're going we gonna to get this? We're going to eat. Yo, I need Zeke <laughs> to eat next week, bro. Zeke didn't eat nothing. Okay, he didn't even come out for breakfast. I need Zeke to be eating it Same. all he's he's on he's on my uh he's on my fantasy team i have him on like two different fantasy teams as well yeah i, I need him yeah. to step up see this little black thing flying around i do see, see it yeah see it's actually starting to bug him. me now Sam, thank you I'm for saying. pointing out what's right. our next bet packers top five defense i said they would not jackson said they would there's a lot of me disagreeing with jackson going on lucas um, disagrees with me as a favorite pastime Okay. So right now the Packers defense is 10th in total yards allowed and 8th in points allowed, which is not top 5. It's not and top 5 yet. Will be. At the, uh, okay, well, I mean, after the first game you were like, yeah, top 5 defense, get the Browns, woo! I mean, it's... Yeah, well, the Browns put up 40 points no, against Baltimore. It wasn't the Browns. So. It, it wasn't the Browns. It was the Bears. I'm sorry. Excuse me. Yeah. It was the Bears. And, well, they, they also played a um, Minnesota team that you said were going to be lights out. So and they held them to virtually nothing. The Vikings held them to virtually nothing um, because the Vikings are bad. Their offense is bad. We've seen that through four games. It might get better, but the offense is bad. They can run the ball, and that is all. Okay. <laughs> who have real quick? Who who have the Packers played so far? They I know they play the Cowboys. The Bears. Yeah, we they, they do play us. They're going to get stomped. Okay. Oh yeah, that's yeah, just well, that's, gonna, that's gonna push your 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 stuff down even more. Uh, I'm I'm just saying. Listen, I'm not okay. Maybe not stopped, but it's we're we're definitely coming out. And we're winning this game, for sure. Okay. You gotta have some confidence, bro. If you're not confident, then what are you doing? Last last bet we got Redskins make the playoffs. I said they will. Jackson How's said that looking there, bud? Well, I didn't think we we're gonna play Dwayne Haskins in the second <laughs> quarter. Like. Hey, what is maybe, going 
good. Maybe he tur- maybe he gets some he goes in, okay, he knows he's gonna be starting next week, right? He figures it out and he just lights out the rest of the year. Twelve and four. So Boom. look, so look, for everyone listening. Okay. And watching it. I said this after week two. I said that the Redskins would go to the playoff. Mm-hmm. Okay? You did. They should have beat the Eagles. They should have yeah, won their other game. They got close with their other game, but they definitely know that – who was their other game? They played you. They played us. They, so they did good against y'all, right? Y'all have a top-ranked defense, and their offense was good with Case Keenum. And then mm-hmm. I liked how their offense looked against the Eagles when they should have won because they jumped out to an early lead. Yes. And so I was like, you know, if their defense can just stop allowing these stupid long balls, I don't care what you have to do. Play prevent defense every play if you have to. Just don't allow these long passes all the way down the field like this. Mm-hmm. Your offense is doing good. You'll have a team. And now we we play one week, and this man's got three turnovers. The quarterback had a bad game. That's okay. But then we, we don't even let him play a whole half of football, and we yeah. pull him to play Haskins, who is bad. Yeah, starting off, yeah, for sure. So – all of our that's all of our best mr jackson dude i'm telling you man it ain't it ain't it ain't looking too pretty for you yeah well i mean if it ended today i would win one you can't count the titans one um because that's can't. the titans make the super bowl no we're we're it's two and two we're we're two and two we're tied with the rest of the division but like kenny stills is technically on pace to make that i guess you'd win one two you'd win two and i'd win two I just want to. I just got a little history thing for you. This is from NFL.com. The 1992 Chargers are the only team in NFL history since the since the playoffs has been expanded in 1990. Um, the only team to start 0 4 to make the playoffs. One team. Okay. That's fine. I think the, you know, that's fine. Rest is gonna be number two. Yeah. It's lit. I got this. Okay. <laughs> so. Um, to recap our pick'em games that we did last week, yeah, let's uh, go. me pick and Jackson, em. me and Jackson are officially tied now. I have yeah, clawed, I've clawed up from the depths. All right, because at the beginning I was making some risky picks, I was doing some crazy stuff trying to make some magic happen, and the fairies didn't sprinkle their dust on me. Okay? No, they didn't. They but, did not. But through sheer hard work, I have made it. We are tied at sixteen and twelve. Both and, of us are And surprisingly, and I won the college games this week. Right, and I only picked one NFL game right. My Titans law or the Titans won. I think that's the only NFL game I picked correctly, because I picked the Packers. Yeah, I picked yeah. Minnesota. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's bad, bad for you, brother. It was bad, um, bad week, man, bad week. So just to recap the games we had, we had Virginia at Notre Dame. Notre Dame won that. Yep. USC versus Washington. Washington won that. Eagles versus Packers. The Eagles won. The Titans beat the Falcons. The Browns beat the Ravens. The Cowboys yeah. lost to the Saints. And the Bears beat the Vikings in a ugly game. Very ugly game. So we will move on to our picks for this next yeah. week. Who we got this week? Okay. All right. Um, just to start it off, you know, we'll start off with college. Number seven, Auburn at number 10, Florida. Ooh. That's going to be a good game. What you, what you got? What I'm going to take SEC? Auburn. I'm going to take number seven, Auburn. You are going to take Auburn? Yeah. Um, so I'm actually taking Florida because it is in Florida. That's so, a good point. It's going to be a good game. Mm-hmm. I'll take Auburn, though. Them All right. Tigers. 
Number 25, Michigan State is traveling to Ohio State, who is ranked fourth right now. Okay, I'll take Ohio State. I'll take the Ohio right. State University. The Ohio State. I just put Ohio State. You know, I'm, I don't, the whole the thing, just kind it's, of annoying. It's a, it's a culture thing, man. It's a culture thing. Kind of, kind of annoying. Kind of annoying. Um, So, I'm going with Ohio State, too. We both got the same there. Moving yeah. on from that, we got Thursday Night Football, the Seahawks versus the Rams. Ooh. I am going with the Seahawks to win this game. The Rams Man. lost to Tampa last week. They're probably going to come out with a vengeance, but I just I like what I'm seeing. It's a home game for Seattle. It's a hard place Russell to play. Wilson. I like Russell. Yeah, I think I'll go Seattle as well. That's a that's a really hard place to play. Russell Wilson's been playing very well. Yes, they got beat by New Orleans, um, but Rams coming off a loss, short week away. I'm going with the statistics here. Yeah, Seahawks. Plus the Rams and their their running game has been lackluster. Absolutely. Um, I'm gonna do three midday games. Okay. Not doing Sunday night football. It was atrocious. Who's the Sunday right. night game this week? I don't even remember. That's okay. How, I'll look it up. How for unmemorable us, it was. You can keep going. <clears throat> I'll just look it up. <laughs> I'm just curious. Um, so started off Cowboys versus the Packers. All right. Yep. I gotta go with the boys, man. I, I, going I, with the I, boys. I gotta go I, with the boys too. I gotta go with. I gotta have faith, man. Gotta have faith. So I need the. I need the pack to go down to three and two, and the Lions to win, and therefore be three one and one, and atop the division after the Bears also lose. Oh yeah, it's Colts. Know. Colts Chiefs Sunday night. Yeah, um, I didn't like that game. Yeah, that game's I mean, kind of the Colts. The Colts lost to the Raiders this past week. Jacoby Brissett's their quarterback. He's not going to be able to win no duel against Patrick Mahomes. Um. Yeah, I oh, yeah. agree. Um, next game, we have the Bills coming to Tennessee for the Ooh. Titans game. I will be there, and I am picking the Titans to win. The Bills defense looks crazy good. Um, Josh Allen, I believe, is the quarterback's name for the Bills. Yeah. He is in concussion stuff going on right now. They're not sure if he's going to be able to play or not. Yeah. Because of the Josh Allen situation, I'm going to pick Tennessee. Tennessee was on a roll this last week. Are um, you telling me? That if Josh Allen's quarterback healthy, wasn't hurt, what? I think I might have picked Buffalo. Pick him. Go on, do it, because he's well, gonna not... he's gonna be there. It, it, <laughs> he, he's gonna Dude. be there. They're saying they're saying he may or may not play. They don't know. So, I'm like, going to have faith in Delaney Walker and Corey Davis. Delaney Walker didn't catch a ball last week. And AJ Brown. You're t- now you're talking bad about your home team. You just, no, just we didn't throw me. the ball to him. You're just begging me to pick Buffalo, aren't you? I'm not talking bad. I'm stating facts to you. Pick Buffalo, come on. Why? Because. But it's a home game for Tennessee. Okay, they just came off a big win, right? Hopefully the play calls a little bit better, a little confidence in Mariota. Buffalo just lost a big game. They got the quarterback in concussion protocol. Do you look at it as Buffalo lost a big game, or do you look at it as, wow, we held Tom Brady to 150 yards. We are good, and we barely lost this game. Yeah, barely losing to the Patriots. That's a, that's a that's a big feat. All right. What? I'm, I'm showing faith in your hometown team. Thought you'd be ecstatic. No, no, you're no, you're not. You're yeah. I would pick the Bills, but hey, the quarterback may or may not play, so I'm gonna play it. That today. is a variable that has to be kahunas, con- All right. Listen, that is a variable that must be considered. All right. Anyway, you and I both know uh, this. The other midday game we have the Falcons going to Houston. 
to play against Deshaun Watson and the Texans. What you got, Mr. Jackson? I'm going to pick Houston. I'm going to pick the Texans, man. I'm going to pick the Texans. I'm going to pick Deshaun Watson. Uh, Falcons looking questionable, especially on defense. Uh, Matt Ryan struggling. Obviously, I expect him to snap out of it at some point. But uh, I'll pick the hometown team, the Houston Texans. Uh, I'm actually going to pick the Falcons. I had them written down. I make all my picks, by the way, Jack. I make all my picks every week before. Okay. Before I tell I, I'm, you, I'm, before I get on here, um, because I don't, I don't want you to be like, oh, you just picked that because I did, or, or I picked the. I never pick you know. anything because you did. I pick something because I believe in it. But yeah. Well, I, I just wanted, to, I just wanted to let you know. I appreciate the clarification. So that, so that you weren't like, oh, well, I didn't pick the Bills, so now you got to go opposite me and pick Falcons. No, I think the Falcons come out and just air raid all right i'm talking bombs matt ryan's gonna be dropping bombs okay matty ice i think i think it'll still be a close game but i think the falcons pull it out um lastly we got monday night football yeah team that you don't like the browns who you just despise apparently they're overhyped well i'm I'm overhyped yes but they put up 40 on a ravens defense yes Um, they got smacked against tennessee yeah, they did. 16 penalties or something ridiculous. Yeah, like 15, yeah dude. Something like, like that. I don't believe they're coaching. All right, go ahead. <clears throat> um, Who are they playing? Browns are traveling to play the 49ers. All right, I'm going to pick San Fran. Oh, pick the Browns. Jesus, Jack. I'll pick I'll pick San Fran. Okay, 3-0. and All right, Kyle Shanahan's going to come out with a good game plan. Okay. They had a bye week this week. They have extra time to prepare. All right. Cleveland's going to come in overconfident. I'm picking the I'm picking a surprising 49ers team. We picked we picked different on three games this week. We sure did. Just in case, just in case you want to change anything, I know I know how you are. You need to try to make sure you ain't going to flip flop. You really want me there. to pick? You really want me to pick Buffalo, don't you? I mean, you just just flip flopping all the time, Jackson. I'm just making sure you're good, bro. What are you talking about flip flopping? Nothing, you know, just. Hmm. <laughs> all right, dude. All right, you good? Okay. Yeah, I'm good, man. They're, I'm good. They're in ink. They can't be changed. They all aren't. Right? They aren't ink, my friend. That's all I got. All right. I like Browns that. We. Forty nine, three zero, but it doesn't matter. Browns are gonna win. I why, despise what is with the Browns. You riding, why are you riding the? Are you just doing that just to like, just to like get in my head and mess with me? Like, is it because that I don't believe in the Browns that you really are just like contesting that with me? No, because like I said, I picked these. I picked my picks before. So last week, before we even talked about Lamar Jackson and how you just want to, you know, hop on his back and ride him to the promised land as much as you love him. Um, I say I a couple good things about Lamar Jackson, comparing him to Baker Mayfield off off season product, off season commitment, and now you think right. I think he's a second coming. Right. Well, the off season doesn't matter when you do does matter in the regular season. Off season matters. Offseason no, no, matters no. a great ton, and the preparation, right. the work that you well, do look, before the game. Yes, at, at the end of the year, at the end of the year, you're gonna look at the offseason, and you're gonna say, "Well, Baker Mayfield did, you know, a gazillion more commercials than Lamar Jackson did, but you know what? He's still the better quarterback." Well, we'll just have to see him at the end of the year. We'll see what happens. Yeah, just like that Packers defense ain't gonna be top five. Right, and the Titans will make the Super Bowl, and the Redskins are not making the playoffs. All right, so the Titans thing was pretty far fetched. Right, I hope. I actually really do hope they make the Super Bowl though. Um, I do think we are going to make the playoffs, and then like from then on, so. anything can happen. But the I think we'll make the playoffs. But I do think we make the, the playoffs. Thing, 
I think the Super Bowl thing is a far fetch for any team, even the Patriots, even though you got the GOAT and you're always in the Super Bowl. Just I still just, think yeah, it's a big deal. Just making that prediction is, is crazy. The NFL, like like we were saying at the beginning of, this, of the show, the NFL is so crazy, and I think that's why we love the sport so much is because week in, week out, you never know who's going to win. Um, you can think on paper that, yes, nine times out of ten this team is going to beat the other team, but you just never know. It could be that one out of ten times where, you know, Buffalo starts out three and one. Like what? So that's why I love that's why I love the sport. Seven and zero. I'm going seven and zero on picks this week. Seven and zero. That's crazy because I'm going seven and zero, and that can't happen for you to go seven and zero because we didn't no, pick the same. Think, I think you did some math wrong. I you think, think you think I messed up. Well, we'll just have to see. Actually, we got some of the stuff the same, so like you have to get some of them right. But you know, that's just because you're just riding my ideas here. Oh, yeah, so definitely. I, I sent you. I sent you the video earlier of the notes and stuff. So you seen who I was picking already? Oh yeah, on Snapchat. You're like, oh yeah, these, these are my notes. I'm ready, bro. I'm gonna tell you what though. This podcast really is fun though. Lucas sent me a little Snapchat earlier on. It's like, you know, like all of his notes that he has going into going into the pod. And I'm just like, dude, this just gets me so excited. Like, we come into this thing prepared. We're ready to go. It's so much fun. And I like getting to debate and win arguments against Lucas. And win arguments. Okay. Now I'm in. I obviously won the Baker Mayfield Lamar Jackson argument because Baker won, the Browns won. Yes, they did. They played better. They surprised me. I I, I tip my hat to them, sir. They and played they didn't good. Surprised me. Therefore, I was right. All right, round of applause for Lucas. Here we go. <laughs> that's, all, that's all I wanted. You, you can end it in the show. All right, guys. Thank you so much for uh, watching and listening to the Go for Two podcast. Don't forget, we can find us on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever podcasts are found. Uh, also, we upload to YouTube every single week. And me and Lucas actually talked about doing some more uh, different YouTube content to hopefully bring you guys a little bit more exclusivity to the channel. If you do uh, like, comment, and subscribe, uh, we really would appreciate that. Uh, Lucas, any closing comments? Actually, yeah. What's your yeah. closing comment? All right. I, I get on here. Um, I believe you read off some stats about, like, we, we actually do have some people listening to the podcast. We do. Right? We're, we're growing. Um, it's great. One viewer, we had one viewer for our YouTube video, all right? Mm. Didn't leave a comment. I'm upset, okay? Should be. All right? If you go to YouTube, I don't care how many seconds you're on there. If you're on there for 1.2 seconds, you immediately leave a comment and like you like the video. The video. That, it really does right. help out a lot, though, with, like, the YouTube algorithm and stuff. That All that stuff adds up. And, like, so we actually have people listening to this, and no one's commenting. on Like, on the podcast app and stuff like that, Spotify, all Yeah, leave, leave us no a review. Leave us a rating. Let us know how we're doing. doing. Yeah. You know what? Like, we, we would only read off the five-star reviews, but I'm getting pretty starved for attention right now. Okay. <laughs> so, Dude, so same. Give me, give me a zero-star review. I don't even know if that's possible. Probably not. I, I don't um, know either, but you can definitely send in questions sending topic ideas, you know, you want to be included in the show. We've had a couple of those before. We'd love to have them again. Hit us up, guys. And not just through text, social media, drive traffic. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys for coming to the show. Really do appreciate it. That's a wrap.